Hi, and welcome to the LJPC Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Cunningham. I'd like to welcome back my husband, Paul Cunningham, to help me introduce what is coming next for this podcast. Hello, everybody. Hi, welcome back. It's good to be back. <laughs> okay, a few months ago, we were discussing this podcast, and you said that I, and I said, not you. Said, you. you said. I said that I wasn't sure what I wanted to cover moving forward, and you said. I said, you know, I was thinking about that, and I was actually on study leave, and I had the idea of saying, you know, we have all these great mission partners, and there's so much information about them that it's hard to get all that information out to our church mm-hmm. in a five-minute interview or a five-minute video, and so I thought it might be really cool for Shannon to interview our mission partners so that right. the church can learn about who they are and what they do in a more detailed level. Okay. Well, I loved that idea. (laughs) I love that you love that idea. (laughs) And because you have had that idea, I thought I would bring you on to talk a little bit about our LJPC mission partners. Awesome. So what does it mean to be a mission partner at LJPC? Well, there's the technical side of it, which I think is for the church to know, like how we view our mission partners and how you become a mission partner. And so first of all, and there's kind of three points to it, that there is, there has to be an advocate for the mission at our church. So if what, we, is, what does that mean? An advocate? There has to be someone who's passionate about the mission. So if there's someone who's passionate about a certain work that is being done in San Diego or the world, they would come to the mission committee and say, hey, I would like for this mission uh, to be considered as a partner. So, And um, that's a, a person that goes to our church or that's has, anybody? That's someone who has to go to our church okay. and be involved in our church. And then they would advocate for that mission because we don't want to partner with missions that we don't have any connection with. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, so that's the first thing that has to obviously happen. The second thing is we do look at the financials of every mission partner that we have because we want to make sure that they are being uh, good stewards of deep dive the, huh? <laughs> the, the, <laughs> finan- the money that, they, that we are sharing with them, that right. others share with them. Right. Um, we don't spend a lot of time on that, but we just ask for that. And then the third thing is we want our mission partners to be a place where our own people can be involved. So um, you know, if we're working with Alliance or working with Big Table or whatever it is that that we work with, uh, we want to be able to send our people on mission with these missions that we support. So okay. the idea of people that are passionate about it, good financial oversight, and then a way for our people to get plugged in. Okay. So at our church, there's a missions committee. There's a missions committee, yes. That makes these determinations. Yes. So the mission committee looks at all those things, and we bring a new mission partner on. Those are the things that we ask for. How many mission partners do we have? We have about 30 mission Mm -hmm. partners. So um, not all of which we support financially. So um, through our operating budget. So we support a number of them through our operating budget. We support other ones through special uh, offerings like the mission gift market at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. And so there's kind of two different ways that we support our partners financially. Okay. So we are a mission. Yes. Our church might be called a mission. So why does a mission have mission partners? What's the difference there? I think for me, as I think about it, um, I always think of God as that God is always on mission. And so God has placed us here for a certain mission, a certain season, a certain time, which for La Jolla Press has been uh, since 1905, that, that we have this community in this neighborhood where we do our mission work, where we reach out. Um, but I, I go back to this idea of Jesus saying, um, you know, the day will come when the Holy Spirit comes and the the ministry will go from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the ends of the earth. And I think that, you know, there are people in different places geographically than us who are doing God's work. And so we recognize that we are on mission here in San Diego, 
but our mission partners are doing ministry in Malawi and Belize in different neighborhoods mm-hmm. of San Diego. And so I think we want to be on mission with them. We don't have enough people. We don't have the, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, enough manpower Resources, or woman power right, to right. go and go to all these places. Mm-hmm. But we want to see that God's mission is not just about La Jolla Press, but it's about all these other ministries that are doing God's work. Right, right. So you you talked a little bit about how our church supports mission partners. So unpack that a little bit more. So what is the philosophy kind of behind that financially and service-wise? Yeah, so we, a number of years ago, made a, with the elders who oversee our operating budget, we said uh, we want to be a tithing congregation, that we recognize that God's word to us as individuals and his families is that we are to uh, offer our first fruits back to God, our tithes and our offerings, and recognizing that if we are asking our own people to offer back 10% of their resources, that the church should be doing the same thing. So we increased our mission budget um, enough that whatever our uh, income is from the previous year, we tithe that amount in our actual operating budget. So we look at how, so if we brought in $2.5 million last year, let's say, I don't know what the exact number is, we would tithe $250,000 in the next operating year of our budget. So we, so I think we offer financial support. I mean, that's part of it. Um, and our mission partners, some of them, you know, have fairly decent sized budgets and others have small budgets, but there are, there's financial support, there's prayer support. And then on our mission committee, every ministry, every mission that we have, um, there's a liaison from our mission committee to that ministry. And so the liaison checks in with them, sees how they're doing, see what the prayer requests are and those sorts of things. We've also done some workshops in past years um, before COVID where we'd get all of our mission partners together and talk about, well, how do we work together? How do we, you know, build a, like we talked about websites, we've done all sorts of different Mm -hmm. things of kind of like just being a resource for our mission partners. Right. So maybe now that COVID is over, that, that'll come back. Yeah, that was a helpful thing. I think the, the thing I love to see is when we connect different mission partners together and they realize that they're doing a lot of the same work in different neighborhoods and they Mm -hmm. can learn from each other. Right. So So I want you to just unpack, you know, I grew up assemblies of God, so I, I love tithing, (laughs) Um, but I just want you and giving generosity. I just want you to unpack a little bit. Our church gives 10% to the mission. So why do we have, you know, extra offerings? Why do we have, you know, mission gift market? Why do we um, at times do special things up front? Up front? Right. So maybe that's the offering portion of it. There's the tithe. Right. There's then, a tithe so and the, tithe and the offering. So, yeah. so that's why we, we would, as a church would say, we're going to tithe 10% of whatever we bring in to our mission partners. Um, but God obviously has blessed our church and blessed mm-hmm. us as individuals and in, in many ways. And so I am, I, I believe a tithe is where you start. And then, you know, it's more as you, you know, as, as well, as you and I have learned in our own lives, it's now proportionate giving. Like mm-hmm. it's not just the tithe, like the tithe is kind of where you start. So I think for our church, you know, to do um, special fundraisers for different projects that are happening or, you know, when we had the refugee crisis or other things that have happened to ask our people to help out I think that's why we do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, during COVID, we did these food drives, which were great, and we haven't done any of those recently. But maybe that's something yeah, that uh, we fun. need to do as well, and just sit out on Draper and ask <laughs> people to bring food by because there is a food major food shortage as well, or food mm-hmm. crisis for people. So, and there were a lot of people that we drove gave, through yeah. and delivered food. Yeah. People really, we gave, we gave away a lot of food. Yeah, so, they really um, came out for that one. Yeah. Which, so I think that's that's kind of as we kind of return to normalcy. There's some other things that we can. It's not just about money. It's mm-hmm. also about, and I think for the church, it's about sending volunteers out to go and work in these 
other ministries and missions. Right. Yeah. So. That, that's the, the final thing I was going to go over with you okay. was we, you know, do the financial right. portion, but what's coming up that is a way for, um, you know, us as congregants to support the different mission partners. Well, we're going, uh, Chad's going to be leading a group down to Mexico in May. I'll be leading a group to Belize in June, late June, early July. Um, our Malawi trip is actually, I don't think we're adding any more people to that. So those are, you know, the mission trips that we do and, and not everyone can do those. So I know we're doing a serve Saturday day, I believe in June, um, down at Ebenezer church, which mm-hmm. we've done in the past. And so I think it's just, you know, we, we want people to be able to go and serve mm-hmm. and to find those places where they can get involved and, um, use their gifting and their calling to make a difference in the name of Jesus. Right. And as I have been interviewing these mission partners, we talk in these interviews about how people can join these organizations in a way of, you know, maybe even an hour a month, you know, or an hour a week, or there's just, there's small and large ways that people can begin to participate uh, financially, but more so service-wise with these different right. organizations because they need warm bodies always. Yeah. And I think that's the hope of this podcast with our mission partners is for people to see that it's not just about money. But mm-hmm. there are almost every, I mean, as I said, we want our people to be involved. We won't support a mission if they can't be involved in it personally. And so that, I, I hope that with these podcasts, mm-hmm. they, people hear opportunities for them to serve. Love it. Love it. Well, this is just a short intro podcast to the Mission Partner series that's coming up. Is there anything that you'd like to go over that we haven't covered? I think the only thing I would say is um, serving in mission will change your life. And I think that you don't and you and you don't have to go to Malawi or Belize or Mexico to do that. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I will share last, you know, we hadn't been to Belize in three years and being there last summer reminded me of this is why I love what I do and to see friends and to do ministry and mission in a different place um, will change your heart. So it's not just about money, but it is also about, you know, giving of your time and in the giving of time, um, God does something special. Love that. Yep. Love that. Well, thank you, Paul, for sharing our church's commitment to our mission partners. And please join me in the next few months as I dig deeper into these missions and the amazing people who make a big difference here in San Diego and around the world. It's going to be awesome. Yay.